Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. This is a place to get equipped to make a difference for the kingdom of God. So get ready to be empowered by this message. Well, y'all, I'm not the one bringing the message today. It's actually our founding pastor, which is also my dad. And I'm so grateful for him. Come on up, dad. This church wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. He led the church for the first 10 years. I've been leading for the last four. And how cool is it that he stayed here and he's still serving here and being a part I mean, I can only imagine how hard that's been as he watches me fumble a little bit and figure things out, but he's been so patient. I know he's always praying for me, and I, I just, I'm so grateful that my dad is my biggest cheerleader here, and he's, yep, I love you, Dad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, that last song, it gets to me so much. Uh, if you... If you have Charity Gale on your playlist, you know what I'm talking about. She has several. That's Charity Gale, one of Charity Gale's songs. But I'm telling you, Beth sings that as good as Charity Gale. <laughs> have you noticed that? But if you have Charity Gale on your playlist, she has so many good songs. And, and I have that on my playlist, and I have my little, what do, you, what do I call that thing? That I, that I use off my phone? What is it? Pandora. <laughs> I, you knew that, didn't you? And I'm, I'm just sitting there, and I'm either either I'm remodeling houses or in a tractor or something like that, and I'm just out there boohooing on Charity Gale. <laughs> and I can imagine what I look like, you know, because I... <laughs> Gina says there's not a feminine bone in my body, but uh, when it comes to listening to Charity Gale, the, the, the boohooing comes out. <laughs> Anthony, you're the same way, aren't you? Quit looking at me that way, man. <laughs> well, last time I spoke, uh, many of you have asked me about that. When are you going to do your second part? Well, here I am. Uh, Kate asked me on Friday. <laughs> They're really good about that around here. But And then, of course, I was asked on Saturday night to usher. So I had to tell Josh, sorry, Josh, I'm preaching. You'll have to find somebody else to usher. So listen, if you need to serve here, you just get after it. We need some, we need some people to serve. Um, every one of us in here are called. We're called to something into the kingdom of God, and we're all called to serve. Every born-again believer in this room is called to serve, we're called to love, and we're called to give. If we do those three things, we'll see a lot of things happen in our life. But listen, if you're just come to church and sitting down in a chair and then leaving right after, that's not what you're called to do. We are really called to serve and to love one another. And the last time I spoke, we talked about the righteousness of God in Christ. I've been talking about that for years, and that's really my staple uh, in what I speak on because... Most believers don't know who they are in Christ, and therefore, if you don't know who you are in Christ, you will never become who God has called you to be. If you don't understand that you're already in right standing right now, do you realize that if you're born again, you have as much of God as you're ever going to have? But the thing about it is, is we don't understand how to use what God has already given us. If we don't understand who we are in Christ, then we'll never be able to reach anybody else. We'll just be as a tinkling cymbal. We'll just be making a lot of noise. And guys, we're not called to make a lot of noise. 
we're called to move. We're called to raise the kingdom up. And there's so many obstacles that seem to be in the way these days. But listen, the power and the authority that you have in you right now is greater than anything that will ever come in front of you. Nothing can overtake you because of who you are in Christ. I don't care how you feel, what you look like. I don't care what's going on in your life. Nothing can overtake, nothing can overcome, the Word says, what you have on the inside of you. And each born-again believer in here has the Spirit of God in them. The Spirit of God lives on the inside of you the moment that God, that you receive Jesus as your Savior. And the Spirit of God is constantly guiding you. Now, whether you listen to Him or not is up to you. So today we're just going to, and my messages generally are very short, and I've already been told by two or three people, what's it going to be, 20 minutes? Well, probably, I don't know. (laughs) All depends how much you guys, you know, what you all do for me, right? But we're going to go to Ephesians 4, 10 through 16. And let me just give you a real, uh, just a little guide here about Ephesians. Ephesians, of course, is a prison uh, letter. Uh, what, What are the letters also called? Epistles. This is a prison epistle that was written by Paul. And so he was in prison as he was writing this. And I imagine if he was in chains, somebody, of course, is writing this for him. He's dictating it to them, right? Uh, which is the real, a real big possibility. Now, he is in Ephesus. And Ephesus was a really important place to Paul because where the where the evangelism was taking place in Ephesus, there were lots of miracles, lots of people being born again. And so Ephesus became a very important place to Paul. As a matter of fact, he made it the center of evangelism on his second missionary journey. So this was a very important place to him, even though he was in prison. So let's go there because he's got so many good things to say in this, in this small letter. It's just... If you want to read the entire letter, it's just six chapters. So when you go home today, just go ahead and read the entire letter if you want to, but we're just going to take a few verses out of it for today, okay? So here we go. And the same who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the, he- than all the heavens so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Who are we talking about right here? Talking about Jesus, aren't we? How he ascended into hell, he beat up the devil, took everything back that was stolen, and brought it back up to us. Jesus has already been to hell for you. You're never going to have to go. Amen? And if the devil ever tries to bring hell to you, you tell him to shut up and go back to hell where he belongs. Because the devil has nothing on you, folks. Nothing. Don't ever, let him t- don't ever let him tell you that he does. He doesn't have anything on you. All right, let's go on. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility, everybody say responsibility. responsibility. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church. All right, of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity. Everybody say unity. Unity. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, 
measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Everybody say, that's what I want to do right there. We want to do everything we can. We want to be in full measure. If you're going to get you a root beer, you want that root beer filled up to the top. Right? That's right. We want to be in full measure. We want to drink from that cup of full measure. We want to be able to reach those people that can't be reached otherwise. How many of you realize that each and every person in here is different? How many of you know that I'm a little different than, oh, say, Talon back there? My, my son-in-law. Me and Talon, we're a little bit different, but we're called to the same thing, even though we're called to different people. You see, Marlene will reach different people than I will. I will reach different people than Marlene will. Because we're called to different, to different people, but we're called to the same thing. Amen? Let's go on. Let's finish up. Then we will no longer be immature. We will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed to and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. There's none of that going on these days. Amen? There, look, there's all kinds of trickery going on. All kinds of doctrine going on. Boy, I don't want to get started here. Let's get going. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. One more verse. He makes the whole body fit together. Did you get that? He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Amen. Woo, wasn't that good? Now, how in the world can a Christian be like a child? What will a Christian do? How, let me ask you this. How will a Christian act if a Christian is as a spiritual child? How are we going to act? What? Really? Speak out loud. Out, outspoken in what? Just curious? Oh, I see what you're getting at. Okay, very good. She took it to a whole different... What else? How do we act as children? How do children act? How do children act when they don't get their way? Temper tantrums. What else over here? Pouting. My goodness, you guys are coming up with all kinds of stuff all of a sudden. You know, it's just mostly women. What's the matter with you guys up here anyway? We know how children act. How can born again people act that way? Why? They don't know who they are in Christ. Is that what you said? We act like children whenever we don't understand who we are. We act like children whenever we really have not been taught the proper thing. So what Paul was saying here is a lot of people, 
a lot of born-again people are acting like children, and what happens when we act like children? We just simply don't get anything done. We don't get anything done. We won't get anything done in this church if it's full of a bunch of babies. Well, look. There's, look at this little baby right here. Dad, is that Dad? Are you new? Is this your first Sunday? Huh? Been here a couple of times? Look how he's taking care of that little girl. Dad's doing that. Way to go, Dad. You're the bomb. <laughs> we're always having to be taken care of if we're a spiritual child. Oh, we cry and we whine to the pastor about everything that's going on. Oh, Pastor Cade, so-and-so said something to me and it hurt my feelings. And I don't know if I'm coming to church here anymore because they hurt my feelings. I'm saying this because I've heard this for about 20 years now. (laughs) I'm not coming to church anymore because so-and-so said this, so-and-so said this. That is coming from a spiritual child. Now, let me back up a little bit here. As I said a while ago, When you're born again, you have the Spirit of God residing on the inside of you. Now, I can just just hear it right now in some of you saying, if I had the Spirit of God in me, how could I be acting like a child? Anybody? Don't raise your hand. I know there's people saying that right now. Because a lot of times, if, if we really don't know who we are, if we don't know the Word, we can be completely Spirit filled. And still not live in the Spirit. Is that not unbelievable? How can things like that happen? Well, hmm. I heard this this thing this week. It's really pretty interesting to me because I've never heard it. I'm 59 years old and I've never heard this. It's about the holly tree. Anybody ever seen a holly tree? Well, a holly tree detects, the holly tree itself can detect when deers are eating the leaves off the tree. Pretty smart tree. So if a deer eats the leaves off of a holly tree, it's always the bottom leaves off the tree. So when the tree detects that the leaves have been eaten, the the leaves automatically grow back with sharp ends. So when you see a holly tree that the deer has been eating on, all the leaves on the bottom of the tree are sharp. Has anybody ever seen those sharp ends on the holly tree? The holly tree automatically grows those sharp leaves back on the bottom of the tree where the trees where the where the deer have been eating the leaves. So you will see all these sharp leaves on the bottom of a holly tree, but all the top leaves are still smooth. Anybody ever seen that? First time I ever heard that. First time I, that's well, we just we can learn every week, can't we? You know, people are a lot like that. As soon as I read that, the Lord said, you know, a lot of Christians are like that. Because we get our we get our butt hurt every now and then. And then we grow all these sharp leaves on the bottom so nobody can touch us. Don't you come near me and don't you say anything to me either. Because if you touch me, you're going to get hurt. 
Now, I'm okay way up here because this is where I live, you know. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But you get down low, you start saying stuff about me, what are you laughing at? You get down low and you start, you know, picking at me. You start picking on me and it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt you. I can hurt. How many of you know Christians can hurt other Christians? Really? Because sometimes we just get hurt so bad that we'll leave church. We'll do all these things and, and we'll get so mad and we'll do all this and we'll do all this. And then, and then we can't do anything. Now, we talked about the five gifts that God, that Jesus gave the church. Not everybody is called to these five. How many of you realize that? Because if every one of us in, the, in here were called as one of these five, we'd have the biggest mess of a church ever. We would. We'd be in, comp- we'd be in competition all the time. But how many of you also realize that if you have to constantly call yourself one of these right here, you're probably not. <laughs> Because if you have to call yourself those things all the time, something's really wrong, folks. Because really what you're called, you're going to live out. You're going to live it out. It doesn't really matter what God's called you to, that you have to spout it out to people. You're going to show it by the way you live. Now, how are we going to show things by the way we live? Let's just get some more well, how are we going to show things that how, how spiritually mature we are? By, by being a good example? Is that what somebody just said? By leading by example. How are we going to lead by example? Huh? How are we going to show how we love one another? Not easily. Do we even know what God's love is? Somebody give me a really good definition of God's love. Patient, and kind, unconditional, endless what? Oh, I thought it was like a buffet. Pizza buffet. Endless love. My endless love. You guys didn't know I was going to... guys didn't know you got a singer up here, do you? Do what? Selfless. Selfless. Forgiving. Forgiving. Is that really God's love? How many of us actually feel like we show God's love? You can raise your hand. I'm not going to get on to you. I mean, do we really know how to show God's love? What would you say? Did you say we can try? You try. You see, the more we understand God's Word, the more we show God's love. If we don't understand God's Word, then we don't know how to show God's love. And I've told you before the last time I was up here is most churches are not teaching God's love. The past two years has brought on some really weird stuff. Past two or three years, maybe? 
in the king, in in the in God's king, in in the church. In the church, I'm talking about. Because we know what God's love is. You guys just just told me all kinds of what God's love is. We know what God's love is, but it's really been kind of difficult to show it at times. I mean, social media is a, is a prime example, right? We like to get on and we like to, to tell people how we feel. Even though it may not be scripturally based, we still like to tell them how we feel, right? We've been doing that for two or three years now. When we tell people how we feel most of the time, are we going to bring people into the kingdom of God? I'm just asking. I'm asking for a friend. (laughs) Come on, you guys. Get real with me. When we get on social media and we start griping about the president... When we start griping about things that are going on, are we really bringing people into the kingdom of God? I I know I've told you this story before, but there's a lot of new people in here, so I'm just going to quickly tell it again. When 2020 election came came around and what happened, I was devastated. I was. I was devastated, and I was in a bad mood for a long time. And I was devastated, and I went straight to God. I said, God, I don't know what you're doing. But evidently, you don't know what you're doing either. And I want you to straighten this out real quick. Bring on the cracking, as they were saying. Bring it on. I said, God, I was, boy, I was mad. I was bawling, listening to Charity Gale and everything else. I said, God, I want you to straighten this out. Evidently, you didn't see this coming. And if you don't do something about it, I'm going to be mad. And I'm going to be mad at you for a long time. Okay, I'm the only one that has these kind of conversations. Amen? (laughs) You guys. So I was, I was sitting there in the chair, and Gina wasn't there that day, thank goodness. I was sitting there in the chair, and he goes, why don't you shut up? Does God ever talk to you like that? I didn't think God talked like that, but he does to me. He said, why don't you shut up? He said, I know exactly what I'm doing. And none of this surprised me. I said, COVID didn't even surprise you, Lord? It sure surprised me. He said, nothing surprises me, and I already know the outcome. So why don't you just be quiet and let me do the work? Who's clapping? (laughs) So from that point on, I went, what am I worried about? Really? What am I worried about? I'm acting like a big baby. And you know, all the the years that Gene and I have been in, my goodness, Gene and I have been in ministry for like 5,000 years. And... And all those years, I'm thinking, why am I acting like such a child? Because sometimes, even though we know the word, we like our opinion a little bit better. We think we can work things out a little bit better than God can. And we think that God doesn't know what he's doing. Amen. God, you don't know what you're doing. I mean, you, you, evidently, you don't know. Because that wasn't my idea. And I already knew... 
what was going to be the outcome, and nothing worked out the way I thought it was going to. So evidently, you're not listening to me. And he said, that's right. (laughs) See, the Bible tells us to pray for those who are in leadership. (sighs) Do you know how hard that is sometimes? I got two or three of you sitting here. Bible tells us to pray for the leadership. <laughs> okay, Lord's telling me right now, just stop and let's just do this thing. Father, we just thank you right now. We just pray for President Biden. Lord, we just, we lift him up in his cabinet right now. Father, we pray. We, we pray that you send the people into their path that will completely, that, that whatever he needs turned around in his mind that will be turned around just by the love of God that is shown towards him. Father, we pray for all those who have seemed to be so deceived, so deceived into everything that they're doing. Lord, help us to understand where they're coming from and help us to understand how to turn this nation around without complaining and griping and moaning and everything else. So Father, we just thank you right now that you're sending those people to him. This day, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, how many of you found that hard? That was pretty hard. (laughs) Okay, every believer, every believer is called into the people business. Okay, this is going to, this, I'm almost done, y'all, but this is going to hurt just a little bit, okay? We're all called into the people business. Guys, if you're coming to church... And this, is, this church is in the growing stage. The growing stage is sometimes the most difficult and the most dangerous. Because what happens is, is we, we have gained so many people so quickly that we don't have enough people to do what needs to be done. And so we're having to ask the new people to do stuff and they're not even comfortable in church yet. But this is how this, is how this works. We have to get past this stage in order to grow again. You guys understand that? And so it takes all of us. We're all in the people business. Guys, the most important thing for us to do right now as a church is to come into unity. To understand who leadership is. To respect that leadership. But at the same time, we've got to remember that we're all in this together. I'm just full of them today. We're, just, we're all in this together, and it takes all of us. You cannot rely on Kate and Beth to do everything. And as a matter of fact, we can't rely on the two or three people in the children's department to do everything either. Because the same problem has happened for years and years and years and years, even when we was in a different building. The same thing happens. We have to have people... We have to have those volunteers to keep this church together. Now, when we're talking about the the pastors, the apostles, the prophets, they're all needed, but guess what? You're needed too. If you're not one of these five, well, big whooping deal, you're still needed just as bad as anybody else in this church. Well, thank you. We're all needed. That's what the family of God is, right? So, this got hurt just a little bit. Are you ready? Fasten your 
but her seatbelt because you're going to get it. <laughs> Listen to old Pastor Popal right now just for a little bit. Guys, if you want your church to grow and you want to have relationships, you have to try to have a relationship with people. You can't come in the door when church starts and then leave when church is over. You've got to find those people. <laughs> is Marlene getting hurt over there? Is she. <laughs> oh, well, this sermon was for you. <laughs> we love each other. We've known each other for a long time. She understands me, right? <laughs> I didn't ask you to preach. I, I didn't. Okay, I thought you were trying to preach up on the front row. <laughs> we all have to understand that church is unity and it is supposed to be a unity. And when we want to come in unity, guess what? We got to make friends. I mean, I see some of y'all run out of here like you're afraid of everybody. You're afraid of them? <laughs> well, that's a, we better listen to this girl. We're never, going to grow right. We're never going to grow right if people are afraid of us. And so what it's going to take, and so, oh my goodness, I love the faces in here right now. <laughs> what it's going to take is for you to get out there and be a little uncomfortable. How many of you want to see your church grow? I guess I should have asked this first. You want to see this place grow, right? How many of you want a, a little bit bigger building? Right. How many of you want to be able to pay Cade more? He doesn't need any more. Just forget that part. Send it to old Pastor Paul Paul. Man, I'm glad I got up here today, Cade. These guys, these guys are agreeing with me. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to kind of, I'm going to make you be kind of uncomfortable today at the, at the end. Come on, look at me. Be nice. Anthony's already fainting up here on the front row. <laughs> because we're going to find out that there are people here that we don't even know. So what I'm going to ask you is, who is in here for the first time? Would you guys just embarrass yourselves and stand up? <laughs> Look at them. Now you notice they're all in the back because they're probably afraid of you all. Thank you. You guys can sit down. Thank you. How about the second or third time? Come on, stand up for us so we can see you. My goodness, look at all of them. Now listen, guys, and there's some of you that have been here for a month for, you know, we could, we could just continue to do this. It is so important to find out who those people are because evidently they're looking for a home just like you did or you was, or you still are. So it's so important to make them part of your family. Amen? It's so important to make those people your family. This is a, this is a, a message today of we're going we're gonna to grow up spiritually. Yes, because we have to grow up spiritually knowing who we are in Christ in order for this church to grow. Amen. I feel like I'm done. Sounds like I'm just getting started. 
Okay, I'll just go on. No, I'm just kidding. Let me see a good place to end it here. Look at there. I had three pages. Okay. Show yourself friendly. I'm going to end with this. We've got to show ourselves friendly. How many of you, like me, have issues showing myself friendly? Come on, y'all. Come on. I, I'm right there with you, man. 20 years ago, I'd never be... I'm, I'm serious. I would never get up here and talk 20 years ago. But I've been all over the place, and people have just made me do it. So here I am. The, last, or the second to the last one, teach yourself to talk to people. How many of you have problems talking to people? Bob, you talk all the time. <laughs> See, a lot of us have the same issues. Do you realize that? But a lot of times when we don't do things and we don't talk to people, people think we're rude. Right? But we're not. We're just scared of you. So it looks like to me, we're all scared of each other. Ooh, this is a good grown experience for me. You see, people will know who you are by the love that you show. So if people don't really agree with you, it's really not that big of a deal, folks. Because the love that you show them, you're not going to, you're not, listen, I have never been able to change anybody by griping to them about how they are. I've never changed anybody that way. Boy, you know, I don't know why you voted for that guy. That's, that guy's an ignorant. Boy, I just made a real nice, just made a real good friend. Why you got that bumper sticker on your car? <laughs> Are you stupid or what? Well, I'm just really out there. I mean, I'm bringing people in. By the way, why don't you come to my church Sunday? They're all like I am, just as friendly. <laughs> Oh, brother. I told somebody in my Sunday school class when we were still having class, people really don't care what you know. They just want to know that you care. Amen. Man, that was good, wasn't it? Help us get God's word out to everyone who needs it by partnering with us financially. Your generous giving is what enables us to make a difference for the kingdom of God. Visit nolimits.fyi to give securely online. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a message. And thanks again for listening. Now let's go make a difference.